Finding Funny. I'm Stephanie Michelle, and this week's episode is with Luke Broyles. This is so much fun. It gets a little goofy and weird at some points, but let's be honest, we all know that's what I love. So without further ado, here's Luke and me talking jokes. Enjoy. Hey guys, Stephanie Michelle here with a new episode of Finding the Funny. I'm here tonight with Luke Broyles. How are you doing? Oh man, I'm hanging in there. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Year's almost over. Gotta love that. Yeah, this uh this year was definitely not what I expected, I'm gonna say that. <laughs> no, no, twenty twenty definitely I was gonna make this my year. I was gonna be like, I'm gonna do stand up, I'm gonna hit the ground running with stand up, do open mics every day. Mm-hmm. And then it just kicked me in between the legs, you know. Yeah. As it did with a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Did have you done any of like the Zoom mics or anything like that since? Yes, I did a lot early on. Um, did you do any of those? I've done a couple. They were interesting. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> um, I, I actually, I have this old karaoke mic by my desk that I would just hold to feel safe <laughs> on those shows. But Don't sleep with the teddy bear, you sleep with the mic. That's the safe That's right. There you go. I like it. It's, uh, it's my comfort blanket. <laughs> I wake up with like marks on my forehead, but you know, we might for the to... crap. It's 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 a commitment, commitment for them to say the least. That's right. But those Zoom open mics, they were weird because it's just basically you doing your jokes alone in your room. Yeah. Because everyone's on mute because they don't want to interrupt you, or they're just jerks who don't want to give you the satisfaction of their laughter, like a regular open mic. Yeah, no, that felt just like home. It did, yeah, <laughs> and and it's great because you could just you're already in your room, so you could just go to your bed and cry. You don't even have to cry on the drive home. Yeah. But I did miss that that cry on the drive. Like, that was very cathartic. Yeah, it was a good, very therapeutic cry. Yeah, I think, like, well, leaving like, fourth, wall in, fourth wall in tears, like, that was normal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, put some Lana Del Rey on and drive yourself home. <laughs> there you go. So how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, I've been doing it about five years now. Okay. Why yeah, comedy? Yeah, I started in college. Why in comedy? Com- yeah. Um, I've always... I've always been drawn to it. Um, when I was little, my uncle would play a lot of Brian Regan CDs. Okay. And he's still my favorite to this day. And because he's clean, I could like listen to him early on. So I've always like been drawn to the just the the stand up as a an art form. Um, and then I remember in high school, there's <laughs> I was I remember this vividly. I was playing baseball and I was in the outfield, and I was quoting like a, a movie or something. And this one guy goes, Luke, you know, you say some pretty funny shit, but it's all for movies, TV shows. And I was like, dang, he's right. Maybe I should write my own stuff. So I started keeping a joke notebook in high school. And and I go, oh, by the way, can I cuss on here? I, yes. I just said shit. Oh, okay, great. You're fine. Great. Okay. Cool. If you say uh, like too many curse words, I hit the explicit button and you're golden. It's fine. Oh, all right, perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, depends on mood I'm in. I can I can turn it into sailor mode real quick. Okay, I was in the Marines, so you're fine. Oh, perfect. Yeah, you fit, I'll fit right in with you. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> um, so you you had yeah, a joke so, notebook in high school? Yeah, it's. I mean, I look back on that thing now, and it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, what was I thinking <laughs> with some of these jokes I wrote down? But um, yeah, I started keeping just little things I would find funny. Okay, so you... I didn't start actually getting on stage until college. Okay. So about how many years did you have your joke notebook going before you got on stage? Probably like three or four years. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
So. I have it right here, actually. Still have it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. That's yeah. You got to keep that for the the someday worth lots of money moment. There you go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you can read any of my handwriting here. I get it. I write purposely sloppy so nobody can read my jokes. and it's That's right. You don't want anyone stealing your jokes. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, not everybody can go up there and talk about it being a divorced single mom. Like, it's it's normal. Um, right. I mean, I, I've done those bits before. You know, I get it. It doesn't go over well. It's strange. Yeah, whenever I talk about not being able to get it up, the same issue. It doesn't go over <laughs> yeah. well. So, okay. Where was your first open mic? It was actually the... It wasn't even a mic. It was a bringer show. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I saw it on L.A. Casting randomly. This guy was looking for comics, and I was like, "This is." I've always wanted to try, like, get on stage. So maybe this was my in, and I, I showed up, and I had to bring five people. And it was at the old Ha Ha Cafe in North Hollywood. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember that place? Yeah. It's closed down. Oh. I know. I drove by, and it was all boarded up, and I was like, oh, that was my first first gig <laughs> so what was um, going through your mind that first time I was I was the first night I was I was nervous but I was excited because you know I had my friends there and my parents were actually there too okay so I was like you know I'll get some support here and um it went really well actually I mean I have the tape and I go back and watch it and I'm like oh I was awful <laughs> but uh yeah. I got some laughs you know I felt confident and then the same guy invited me back to his show the next week, and I just straight bombed. <laughs> so that's actually uh, interesting. Where's your worst bomb? Oh, my gosh. It was at uh, this place called Sardo Sports Bar in Burbank. <laughs> okay. I've never even heard yeah. of that place. It, yeah, it was bad. It was it was a Monday night, so there was Monday night football happening, so no one was really paying attention. Okay. And uh, just, like... Not even like a pity chuckle, not even like Aww. a groan, just dead silence and stares and like, what the hell are you talking about, man? Oh my gosh. So, okay. You said your parents were at your very first show. Are you from Southern California? I am. Yeah. Okay. So you're definitely- I know I'm rare, right? <laughs> I, I'm also from Southern California. So it's awesome. yeah, We're a, a rare part, breed. What are you from? I actually, so I grew up inland, um, so like Chino- Riverside oh, okay. area, um, but I was born in East LA. Nice, so very nice. I, yeah, I'm from San Pedro. Okay, mm -hmm. so how was doing comedy in front of your parents? <laughs> um, they've <laughs> actually they've actually been to a lot of my shows. Oh, okay, over the years, and um, I had to warm up into doing like you know the hand job jokes and you know, like, uh, <laughs> the more more explicit jokes. But they they're always supportive. They seem to just roll with the punches and they're filthy people too like i get my sense of humor from them for sure okay so if we learned anything about you it's that your parents are all so filthy like that's yes oh i have a great story about my mom um, oh please, <laughs> i was please in 11th say. grade yeah i was in 11th grade and um the formal was coming up and i wanted to ask this girl to formal but i kept putting it off like i was just nervous i didn't want to do it and so one day my mom walks in my room to wake me up and she's just like, hey, Luke, should I go out and rent you a tux for formal today or buy you some cat food because you're acting like a pussy? <gasps> <laughs> and that's how I woke up that morning. I kind of love your mom. Not going to mm -hmm. lie. She's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's, I feel like comics usually have either the best or worst relationships with their parents. Like, There's no in-between. Yeah, so I, have, 
I have a, a good relationship with both my parents, but they're they're split. So, mm-hmm. you know, they split before I was born. Great combination to become a comedian. There you go. Right? Yeah. See, my parents had me in high school. And oh, yeah. um, so they don't know how to live without each other. So right? they're still oh, shoot, there. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> hey, two, two sides of the same coin, pretty there much. There you go. It's, yeah. It's <laughs> setting... One extreme to the other. So... Of in the past five years, do you have a show that you look back at and you're like, that is the best show that I've ever been on. If I could do that night every night, I would. Oh, man. Yeah. It was the first night I got to do the main stage at the Ice House. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It was awesome. It was, um, I don't remember all the jokes I did, but I just remember feeling like the stage vibrating under my feet from all the laughs. That's crazy. awesome. Yeah. It was such a good feeling. Wow. So, okay, do you have a favorite venue? Uh, I really do like the Ice House. I think that is, both stages are really cool. And I think that's where we met, actually. I think so, that's also. Yeah, the stage two. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting, because sometimes I'm trying to track down, I'm like, wait, how do I know this person? What was right? the show? <laughs> I know, it was It was a while ago, I think. Yeah, it's been a while. It's either It was either there or Flappers. Right. Oh, I like Flappers, too. The Yoohoo Room's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm like, I'm bigger. I think I, I did met a, you uh, I did a, a Yoohoo Room show, and they booked me, and then they also booked Fred Armisen on the same show. Oh, wow. So I was like, what? What's he doing on this show? <laughs> and I actually had to go up right after him, so it was... Oh, no pressure. A little nerve-wracking. Yeah. How, was, how was that, going up after after somebody established like that? Um, It was... He killed it. Like, okay. obviously, he rocked the house, and then... I just went up there and just did my normal routine and it went okay, but, uh, <laughs> it was definitely like, shouldn't like, shouldn't no one go on after the headliner, you know? Yeah. No, I, uh, I've had those moments where it's like, you guys did not think about this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you write, what is your writing style? Do you like, you already showed us your notebook from high school, but do you still yeah, keep a notebook? Yeah. Um, so I start out, I have, um, <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. I have like a, a notebook app on my phone. Okay. That has like a passcode and everything. Super oh, top secret. Kind of like it's kind of like the bad handwriting. There we in go. An app. Yeah. No one can steal it. <laughs> so if I'm like out and about, not really much these days with COVID, but you know, mm-hmm. if I think of something funny or if I'm like out of the store or something, I'll just write it in that notebook real quick. And then it's so elaborate. I know it's it's ridiculous, <laughs> but at the end of the month, I'll um, email. The month month worth uh, the month's worth of notes to myself and keep them in a separate file, and then I'll also write them by hand in my notebook. <laughs> but they're all just like premises; they're all just ideas, uh-huh. and then I work them out on stage, like the timing and the tags and everything like that. When you write a joke out, do you write it word for word, or do you kind of just stick with a very vague idea? No, I don't do the word for word thing. I feel like that's I mean, I, I know it works for some people, and that's great. I just it don't it wouldn't work for me. I don't think. I just like um, I like to think of things in the moment too. Like if I'm doing a, a bit I've done like a hundred times, and then a new tag comes to me, to mind. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Okay. How are you with yeah. crowd work? Oh, I am not great with crowd. Work. <laughs> <laughs> it's I've, I mean I've been heckled, and I can I can kind of I can hold my own. But I'm not like Ian Bag out there, like making my whole set crowd work, you know. I love watching those comics that do. Oh, that. me too. It's, it's impressive. I love it Very so impressive. much. So, what's 
So, okay, bringing that up, what are the comics that you looked up to before you started comedy? Uh, definitely Brian Regan. Okay. He was my favorite, still is. I could listen to his bits all day and just chuckle. Um, I really liked John Mulaney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I used to listen to comedy on Pandora, just like random bits. Okay. And um, this, his Salt and Pepper Diner bit came up. Oh. Before I knew who he was, before he was like, I think it was before he was even a pretty big name. Not to be like, I knew John Mulaney before he was cool. I mean, you were just, but, um, you're just that cool. It's fine. <laughs> I'm just that pretentious. Uh, get well soon, John. Um, I really mean that. But um, <laughs> but I remember hearing that bit and just dying laughing and being like, wow, how is this guy not more famous? Um, Mitch Hedberg was really fun to listen to. He's my and it made me try to write one-liners, even though that's not really my forte it's you know what's my favorite thing about this is everybody who lists mitch hedberg as their favorites they always follow it with i tried to write one-liners couldn't do it." oh yeah well (laughs) he's just the best it's yeah i'm like i adore him and i'm just like man i can't do that if my life depended on it it's funny too because like every one of his bits would just be a viral tweet nowadays oh yeah he he was a, a Twitter comic before Twitter. That's right. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I can't do Twitter for that same reason, though, because I'm like, I don't think that short. It's bad. No, yeah. All my tweets are just random thoughts. They're not even coherent yeah. jokes or anything. It's just, it, yeah, I got um, it. I also like older comedy. Like, I like Steve Martin. Okay. Um, and uh, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, those guys. Has the comics you looked up to changed since getting on stage? Yeah, actually, um, now I I, le- I listen a lot more to um, like Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura. Okay. And uh, Bill Burr. Uh, oh, Pete Holmes. Oh my gosh. You know how um, I, I know a lot of comics say this, but um, you know, like when you first start out, and then you listen to a tape, and you're like, like I'm just doing an impression of this comic that I listen to. You know, yeah. like you don't have your own style really. <laughs> So I would listen, I'd be like, yeah, that's Brian Regan. That's Brian Regan's cadence and his voice. <laughs> I should probably not do that. So do you think uh, you have your own voice now? I think so. Okay. I think so. I definitely uh, better than it was, if anything. Okay. I also just thought of this because I mentioned Bill Burr. I actually have a, a pretty funny story when I first met Bill Burr. Okay. Um well, for, I say I first met him. The only time I ever met Bill Burr. Um, it's still the first. Was, yeah, the first. Yeah, exactly. I'll see him down the road somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so I was at the Rose Bowl game in 20... It was 2017. It was when USC played Penn State. Okay. And I went to USC. So I was walking through, and I was pretty drunk. And I just hear someone yell, let's go Penn State. And I look over, and I'm like, shut the fuck up, Bill Burr. Just because I thought it was someone that looked like him. <laughs> I was trying to insult this random person. <laughs> but then it actually was him. And then he was like, hey, come here. And I went over there and he was like, hey, did you see the Washington-Bama game? And then the two of us sort of talked about college football for like 20 minutes. Um, it was awesome. He was the coolest guy. That's amazing. Yeah. I, yeah, I want a story that cool. I'm jealous of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty funny. And then afterwards he was like, hey, do you want to take a picture before you leave? I was like, yes, I would love to. Thank you, Bill Burr. I like that he's the one that initiated it. And please tell me that every time you didn't, you never just called him Bill, that it was always Bill Burr. Always Bill Burr. Okay. Thank you, Bill Burr. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you say, Bill Burr. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a beer, Bill Burr? 
I just, yeah, like, that's, that, I don't think you can ever just shorten that one. You have to do the no. whole thing. It's just, he's not a Bill. No. Mm-mm. He doesn't, uh, yeah, I don't, mm, doesn't, I could see Burr more than Bill. Yeah, definitely. If he's like, what's up, Burr? It, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what are the things that makes you laugh? I'm just kind of curious. I'm going to miss me kick. <laughs> just like random things throughout the day or yeah oh man i always <laughs> i always talk to myself just when i'm alone and <laughs> it's sad i know it's sad um but it makes me giggle you know i'll just call, like narrate what i'm doing <laughs> and then luke tied his shoes for the day <laughs> so stupid I like how you even went into a Morgan Freeman kind of tone there. I I can't do a Morgan Freeman, but I try to do like a narrator voice. I also like to do um, like commercial spokesman voice. Okay. Like if I have like, like I have an arrowhead in front of you, like whenever I'm thirsty, I reach for a bottle of crisp arrowhead water. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just stupid. (laughs) But it makes me, it makes me giggle. We need those moments, especially being stuck in our houses all the time. That's right. We need, we need joy. We need all the joy we can get. Absolutely. So, um, do you, okay, so you have one of your jokes, I'm going to kind of go into your jokes that you sent me. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, and the first one you sent was kind of about a, a, sm- a film that you were on, and how oh, emotional yeah, 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 yeah. you were. I, um, I worked on a short film last year, and you know when you're an actor, you have to, uh, call on past experiences to draw up emotions, right? So I was doing this very emotional scene, and uh, it was me and this, this other actress in the scene, and we got really emotional, and, and we did a great job, and afterwards the director went up to the actress, and he was like, hey, just out of curiosity, like, what did you think about to get all those emotions out? And she goes, oh, I thought about when I was eight years old and my dad left my family. And then he goes, and Luke, what did you think about? And I was like, I thought about when the Dodgers lost the World Series. <laughs> And she goes, that was it? And I was like, well, they lost it twice. <laughs> Your dad only left once. So, <laughs> we really suffered more. And I think if you watch that scene, you'll see I was able to squeeze out a little while. <laughs> Is that, like, true? Like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, that was true. It was a, a short film I worked on last year. And um, it was, it was like, a, it was a, more of a dramatic film, but there was funny light moments in it. Okay. But the end scene was like the climactic scene was very like a twist, emotional, like emotional heavy scene. Uh-huh. And so I remember we, me and the actress, like went our separate ways into our own corners to try to like get in the right mindset for the scene. And uh, afterwards, yeah, the director was just he was just like, "Hey, what'd you guys think about <laughs> for your process?" <laughs> and I was just being honest. I uh, I can appreciate you being a Dodgers fan. I'm a pretty oh, diehard yeah. Dodgers fan. Like this oh, past yeah. year, like my heart is <laughs> so happy. I'm still riding the high from that World Series. Right? I was just like, I felt so bad that it was like at such an eight empty stadium for them to, to I take know. it. I wanted to go um, to a game so bad. The closest we could get was going to get a COVID test in the parking lot. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, they are doing Christmas lights at Dodger Stadium that you can I drive through. Did you go? I haven't yet. I might try to. Yeah, it looked cool. But, um, yeah, I don't don't know. I'm a huge Dodger fan, so that one made me laugh way too hard because all of the upsets, I was like, oh, yeah, I got emotional with you. But that brings up the point. So you do acting also on top of comedy. Mm -hmm. 
Is there anything yes. else you do? Um, I, I write. <laughs> no, that's it. <laughs> I can't sing and I can't dance. Okay. Um, <laughs> so no casting you in a musical. No, okay. unless it's like a, a, a comic relief dry guy in the back who's like, "Look at these guys dancing over here." <laughs> Do you, do you always heckle in a New take, York accent? The next musical. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so have you done improv at all? Oh, yes. Yeah, I do improv. See, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about the improv. Forgot. You improv forgot about the improv. Um, I did. How do you think I, improv yes, helps you on stage for stand-up, or does it not help you and hurt you? It, it does help. Um, with improv, it's, it's more of like a team thing, though, so. Yeah. Um, you feel more comfortable, definitely. Uh, with stand-up, if things aren't going well, you can't rely on someone else to bail you out. You have to kind of dig yourself out of that hole. But it does help uh, feel comfortable on stage because with stand-up, it's all prepared stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so with improv, it helps you definitely get out of that that uh, comfort zone of not knowing what's going to happen next. Even though with stand-up, you know, everything's different. You could do... The same jokes one night and they kill. You can do the same jokes the next night and they bomb. It's, you know. Yeah, definitely. Ugh. I think it's funny that you say, like, that the group aspect made it easier for you. That's actually the uh -huh. part about improv that stresses me out. I'm such a oh, control really? freak that I'm like, I don't want to rely on somebody else. Interesting. I'm like, <laughs> I want the bomb to fall purely on me. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, shoot. So. That is a I, uh, I always, I'm always impressed by anybody who does improv, like, cause I've done like the improv mics. Oh yes. Have you done any of oh, those? Yeah. I have. Yeah. How did that go for you? Th those always go okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I never like leave the, they're going like, I got new material tonight. <laughs> See, I, I think I ended up writing a lot of my material. I've written a lot of material based on those types of shows. Oh, there you go. But I wish, I sometimes wish that this was like a video podcast because your face sometimes when you're like, it was all right. There was a completely different look on your face. Oh, really? Not matching the words. It was all right. It was okay. Yeah. Um, it's called acting. There you go. You're pulling it in all yeah. together. Um, all right. Another one of the jokes you sent me is about dating in a pandemic. Anyway, so dating, uh, dating in a pandemic is fun to figure things out. Like, things that were cool in high school aren't really cool anymore as an adult. Um, like hand jobs. <laughs> Those are so cool in high school. I was a big hand job fan. Still am, by the way, still am. Apparently, not cool anymore. I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was just like, yeah, I was hooking up with this girl, and she was like, I think we're moving too fast, but I'll give you a hand job. And he was like, oh, that's okay. We can just hang out next week or something. And I go, hold on, hold, hold. I'm going to stop you for a second. Uh, you said no? And he goes, yeah, man, if, if that's all I'm going to get, I might as well just do it myself. And I was like, oh, hold on, hold on. An actual, like, adult human person is agreeing to touch your wiener, and you're like, oh, no thanks. You're good. And my friend just looks at me in all seriousness and goes, yeah, man. And jobs are just so middle school. <laughs> what fucking middle school did you go to? I went to the middle school with no hand jobs. I was going to the high school. Though. Yeah, the hand jobs were cool in high school. Hand jobs in high school was like the PS5. Like, it was all the rage, but I'm probably never going to get one. <laughs> 
How has dating in a pandemic been going for you? Oh man, it. <laughs> so I, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned in the joke, it was probably right before the, I kind of cut it out before I sent you, but I was in a, a very long-term relationship. Mm. So um, I was in a seven-year relationship since senior year of high school until basically the end slash start of the end of 2019, the start of 2020. Oh, wow. So when I was like, I'm going to make 2020 my year, I'm going to get out there, you know, stay, do stand up and meet ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Did not work. Uh, dating in a pandemic has been interesting because it's, it's all pretty much been on the apps and I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but my dating apps have been full of cobwebs. Uh It's like, (laughs) it's like an abandoned amusement park in my phone. Um, I don't know. Like maybe we need to like go out there and try and rewrite your, uh, which, which app are you using? That makes all the difference. I think I've tried them all. I've tried tinder and bumble and hinge and weird ones like coffee meets bagel and you know i don't know coffee meets bagel facebook, facebook dating i i have tried that one yeah yeah i was like i couldn't get myself to download tinder i don't know why i just i was i it, emotionally i couldn't do it i knew yeah. I, i've not even heard of coffee meets bagel yeah i don't know i didn't really like that one <laughs> The thing with Tinder that sucks is, like, I'll get a match, and I'll get a notification, like, you have a match. And I'll be like, oh, cool. But by the time I get on the app to check it, they've already unmatched me. So it's a little brutal. That's, it's, a, it's okay. That doesn't seem like fun at all. No, um, not fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for bringing it up. Okay, yeah, we're going to just go right in, all the deep stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, it's been interesting. I, I definitely, I've met more people going to places okay in covid like not not like anti-mask rallies or anything like that but like just going to restaurants or whatever and talking to people yeah socially distanced six feet apart with a mask on or with a mask of course um Uh, but as for the joke so you start about talking about the dating in a pandemic and then you kind of go into your love of hand jobs yes that is correct i do love them i mean (laughs) You might put that in your dating profile. It's, it's um, oh god. Um, you sent this to me. I'm gonna bit... put this out. <laughs> hey, ladies, I'm a big fan of hand jobs. Swipe right if you want. You want to get a nice forearm workout? I'm your guy. Oh my god. Um. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, I like that you compare hand jobs to a, a PS5. Yep. <laughs> because, yeah, it was all, you know, in high, in high school, if you got a hand job, you were cool. And nowadays, it's like if you have the PS5, you're cool, you know? I mean, I see the the, uh, the straight across line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you get it, you're cool. I'm probably never going to get one, though. That's the. A, a hand job or a PlayStation? Deal. I'm just I'm curious. Both. <laughs> okay. Both. <laughs> <laughs> now with the way these dating apps have been looking <laughs> um i mean I, I, yeah this we're going down a hole it's fine we're there um all right. <laughs> we are in a hole we are in the hole there's no escaping now <laughs> yeah i've been going to every massage parlor around town <laughs> gross <laughs> no i have not i mean i don't know why i said that that's disgusting <laughs> 
<laughs> they didn't even have to be like dirty ones. You could have been going no. to like massage envy and That's right, I've been very tense, very stressed. Very all like there's a lot of stress in, in neck and Yeah, I've, I've yeah. so many knots. I just keep all the tension up here in my shoulders. <laughs> you know, I was talking to somebody, I was like, this is the thing I miss about open mics is the is the bullshitting with comics. Yes. That was it's, always the best part. It's because you know nobody's going to laugh when you're on stage because they're all too busy right. looking in their own notebook. But the, right, this... we're judging you. Yeah, yeah, the judgment. Mm -hmm. But the judgment usually was when you walked in the room. It had nothing to do with when you got on stage. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> oh, God. So, okay. Um, the last joke you sent was mm -hmm. um, about your, your want of a rap career. But I didn't always want to be an actor and a comedian. My first dream in life was to be a rapper. And I know, looking at me, you're like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but that's absolutely true. I was a rapper, and I called myself Sugar B. Yeah, because my rhymes are sweet like sugar, and my last name's Broyles. And that's as far as I went creatively. And in high school, I was obsessed with 8 Mile. You know the scene at the beginning when he's, like, hiding himself up in the mirror? And he's like, he looks cooler than this, you know? <laughs> you can tell I wasn't a regular rapper. <laughs> Um, so I used to like to do that. I can't really do that for comedy. It's a little harder because you're just kind of like... <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I'm a sugar bee. And um, one day, uh, we, uh, there was a bunch of rappers in my high school. And we all got together and asked the administration if we could put on a showcase at the lunch period to show off our rapping abilities. And they agreed. They said, yes, as long as you keep it short and you keep it clean. We're like, easy, we can do that. So I went first, and the ladies and gentlemen should have been. And uh, there's a JROTC kid in the back doing the beatbox. And uh, he did a little something like. So if you guys go ahead and put that beat on a loop in your head, I'll show you what I did uh, that, that faithful day. Because uh, I can't do the beat and rap at the same time. All right, here we go. Yo, what up, world? My name is Sugar B. Let me tell you all a little something about me. My rhymes will put you in a trance. It's like hypnosis, and my chain's so big, it'll give me scoliosis. And my rhyme is so endless, never run out of material. People say life's a game, I say it's a delicious cereal. But I like Cheerios best of all. That's why I have a really low cholesterol. And when it comes to the ladies, I ain't no saint. I fucked Mona Lisa, cause I go hard in the motherfucking paint. <laughs> I'd be walking down the hallways and people would be 
like, there goes Shonda B, the raver. And I'm like, guys, I'm not even a raver. Like, I didn't even get into Stanford. Oh! Yeah, everybody always tells me, too. Look, that joke is irrelevant, but I think it's always relevant for white people. And Brock Turner is a piece of shit, right? Yeah, That's right. I used to want to be a rapper. So you really did want to be a rapper? I did. I really did. And you went by Sugar B? Sugar B, that's right. I thought it was really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Sugar B, in the house. So how was rapping on stage the first time you did that one? Oh, man. It was... (laughs) I do do like a rap in my bit. Mm -hmm. That wasn't... The first rap I ever did, the first rap I ever did was, like, some stupid thing. Um, but I remember people laughed more than they were, like, into it. And okay. I, I thought I was, like, funny. Like, I was a funny rapper. <laughs> like, um, kind of like how Lil Dicky is now or, oh, you know, the Lonely Island or something like that. But um, I remember the first line I, I, I said was, I'm beast ill, straight up sick. You're intimidated by me because I got a big bicep. And then <laughs> it, like, got a... <laughs> It was a little misdirection. It got some laughs, and then I was like, okay, all right, I, I'm into it. Um, but I loved 8 Mile, so it was like being on the stage made me feel like B-Rabbit. There, and that's, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's actually, um, oh, I don't I don't advertise this much because it's very cringy. Okay. But there's one, there's one video of me rapping on YouTube that you can find. Oh, gosh. It was, because uh, I'm, a, I'm a, Packer, a Green Bay Packers fan. And it was when they were in the Super Bowl, I wrote a Green Bay Packers Super Bowl rap. <laughs> okay, how would somebody find this, then, if they're looking for it? No, that's all I want to say. No, you can't say that you can find it and then give no directions. That's awful. It's, okay, I was 15, and I filmed a music video in my garage. <laughs> and I thought I was a lot better than I was. Um, but if you just look up Green Bay Packers Super Bowl rap and then... Oh God, so embarrassing. The uh, the YouTube channel that it's under is called Dinky Doodoo's. What in the what? <laughs> it was this YouTube channel my friend Sean and I had in in middle school and early high school, and we were trying to be like the next Smosh. So there's a lot you can find a lot of cringy old videos of me on there from when I'm like 12 to 15. I love that you set yourself up for these moments and then you could see like instant regret happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Can we I, edit that out? No, no. <laughs> I'm going to, that's going to be the no, clip. I'm totally kidding. It's fine. That's going to be the clip for this episode. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for all the views to start pouring in on those old there you go. See? rap videos. We'll get you, we'll get you some um, views just way after the fact. We'll bring it back. That's right. I, hey, that's fine. Would you ever I'll go back to TikTok? making those youtube videos again what was that said would you ever go back to making those youtube videos again oh not the not the kind i used to make definitely not (laughs) they're so cringy (laughs) okay what kind would you make now if i were to make youtube videos i'd Uh, probably just do what the big youtubers do and just do like the reaction stuff oh like play a video and react to it that seems to be what's popular these days not doing the unboxing well i can unbox pretty well <laughs> i walked into that one and i saw it as i said it and i yeah yeah that's actually my tinder bio okay <laughs> and you're not getting swiped right like I, what? can you believe that <laughs> oh god one time 
um, I was I was drinking with a friend and I was telling him about how I'm not getting any dates and he was like, let me see your phone. And he changed my Tinder bio to, uh, I'm a comedian, so I'll make you laugh. And if I don't make you laugh, I'll eat you out. <laughs> I wasn't getting, it didn't improve the situation. What pictures are you using? Now I'm, now I'm so uh, concerned. Yeah, a good question. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to go check my pictures in a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if I uh, ever really look at my own profile. I mean, I get it. I am, I'm just, I don't know. I'm enjoying this. So, okay. We've talked about your favorite venue um, a while ago, but is there any venues that you're like, really want to perform at? Uh, yes. I would love to perform at the Comedy Cellar in New York. Okay. That's a dream. Got it. Anywhere, yeah. do you want to do like a tour or is it just like, as long as you perform there, you're golden? As long as I'm there. Like I've done... I've I've done shows at the comedy store, not through them, but through like you know outside bookers, mm -hmm. and just being on the comedy store stage is, was enough for me. So I feel like the same thing with the cellar. Got it. Do you get nervous on stage at all? Yes, I do. Okay. Especially okay. when I'm doing new material. How do you handle your nerves on stage? Um, I usually they usually go away once I start. Okay. Unless I don't get a laugh on the first joke, then it's like uh oh. The floodgates open. <laughs> Full and on panic attack. Rush in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally get nervous. I know. I'm jealous of the people that don't. Yeah. I think they're liars. I have full-blown panic attacks, like, before I go up on stage. Oh, yeah. So. Just to circle back to Eight Mile, like, when he throws up in the bathroom in the beginning. Oh, I mean, mom's spaghetti, gone. I, mom's spaghetti everywhere. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> There was a couple times, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a couple times where um, I would try doing like a few shots. Okay. It never goes well. I don't like to drink before I go on stage. I like to drink after, especially yeah. when there's drink tickets involved. Yeah. Uh, great form of payment, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Any Anything is actually an amazing form of payment, I'm going to yeah. say. Oh, I've yeah. been paid in a pastrami sandwich and I was 100% on board. Oh, I am for that. Where was this place? I uh, to it was in actually there. in Covina. Um, no way. My friend booked a theater show and then was like, oh, I'm going to Covina Burger. What do you want? And I was like, a pastrami. And then like, I get there and there's a pastrami. And I was like, I love you and you're my favorite. Oh, and... <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be a regular here. Yeah. It was like, just, yeah. Feed me in food um, and mm -hmm. alcohol and go and perform everything you, got, you want. I'll do six minutes for you. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I got a solid six. Actually, yeah, so what's... make a little ultra, oh. and I'm yours. <laughs> what's the longest set that you've done? Um, I did a um, a teacher's conference. Okay. Like, a, a teacher's union show I got booked on. Uh-huh. And it was, um, it was a half-hour show, and they loved my hand job joke, by the way. Really? <laughs> no. no, I'm kidding. I did, mm -hmm. um, I just wrote a bunch of, like, teacher jokes. Okay. And it went over really well, but yeah, 30 minutes, that was, that's my longest at the moment. That's the record. I'm impressed that you got up in front of a teacher's union because my day job is teaching. Oh, is it really? And that's I feel like I knew that. I feel like I knew that. I know. Somebody else just told me that I gave off a very teacher vibe. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. But that sounds terrifying. Like I did a show and thank God it was a clean show, but then I turned around and it was a teacher in my district that was sitting there and we're both like, I was like, oh, 
shit. <laughs> pretty much. Like you got busted. I know. I was like, I, I'll be in the principal's office on Monday. It's fine. Oh, um, man. But okay, so that was, so was, it, was that a clean show? It was, yeah. Okay. So do you do a lot of clean shows or do you, what's your favorite? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do have clean bits. Um, but for whatever reason, I don't try to do this. But when I sit down and I write stand-up, I just, I think of so many wiener jokes. And it's not on purpose. It's just wieners are funny. And that's, <laughs> you know, I don't know what it is. But I will say, uh, if I have to do a clean show, I can make it happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's always good. So you're, you're versatile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Besides doing Zoom shows, what have you been doing to keep yourself busy over quarantine? I, okay, so early on in quarantine, I watched Singing in the Rain for the first time. And it inspired me to buy a pair of tap shoes on Amazon and try to learn how to tap dance in my room from YouTube. How's that going? Not well. (laughs) I, I mentioned earlier, I can't dance. Um... You've no idea how much I want to see this happen. Like, oh, there's not a lot of good moves that I've learned, but I like putting the shoes on and making the noises. That's you have the tap dancing ability of a three year old right now. Then That's, I think so. Yeah. Please, are you gonna pull your tap shoes out right now? Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Because this is an audio one, I just have to say that the tap shoes are real. I have now seen them. Yep. Yeah. Look. <laughs> Yeah, I was super into it. I was like, I'm going to be Gene Kelly, baby. You're going to be out there dancing with a 103 fever in the rain. That's right. There you go. That's right. You did. That's right. So how um, have you been trying to learn tap dancing? This was early on. This was like in April, May. I okay. haven't really committed. I haven't gone back to it in a while. But that was early on. I was in my free time. I would just click, click around my room. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny is I just found my old ballet shoes from college. Oh, no way. And I like put them on and I was like trying. I fell really Uh fast. I don't have that coordination anymore. (laughs) But I was like, I could do this. And my daughter was just sitting there. She's like, this is going to be a bad idea. And she was 100% right. Um, So you did ballet in college? I did. I did ballet all the way up until I joined the Marines. No way. That's awesome. Yeah. I, and there was tap in there for a while, but then I realized I like ballet more, so I went down that road. So it's like, I just remember, like, people are like, oh, so you can dance. And it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> no. Like, people assume, yeah. like, I went through dance classes and I have tan skin. Like, dancing is a thing I can do, and they're all wrong. <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> none of it's accurate. Wow, what an assumption. I know. Um, I, uh, I took a ballroom dance class in college as an elective. How is that? It was fun. I, I don't remember any of the moves I learned, oh. but at the time I could, I could Lindy hop my way around the room. Oh, I'm so impressed by you. Like what other skills do you have? Like that were just, Oh, these are not skills. These, um, these are... What other hobbies have you tried? Hobbies are good. <laughs> um, go. Oh boy. Nunchucks. I bought a pair of nunchucks. Can I you tap dance and nunchuck at the same time? Cause that would be magic. I'm going to learn uh, a routine a tap dance nunchuck routine and then go on America's Got Talent. I think that's that's my way in. With and then stand up in the middle like whenever you pause. Joke. Go. Oh, Sit. I could just do all three at once. There you go. It'll be Occupy the feet, the hands, and the mouth. Wait. 
Title your sex That's tape. also my Tinder bio. That's... There we go. <laughs> I, was like, I like how you're like, back to the Tinder bio, and mine is, uh, uh, title your sex tape. Yeah. Like, that's what it sounds like. Um, yep, title your sex tape. It's just peppering in those callbacks. <laughs> there we go. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, have you ever been had a newer comic come up and ask you for advice at a show or mic? Um, no, but I have had people who I know ask me how to get into it. Okay. What do so, you tell them? I, I say, don't. I say, save yourself. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> save yourself the heartbreak. No, um, I just say, you know, find an open mic, sign up, prepare three minutes and just see how it goes. It's not going to go well at first. Just pre be prepared for that. Because mm -hmm. I was not, I was not prepared. Especially after my first show went so well, I thought that's just how it was. I was like, I'm incredible at this. I'm going <laughs> to kill it. And then the next <laughs> show, I immediately bomb. And I was like, oh, no, this hurts a lot. So, well, you, But you started straight going into bringer shows, which is... Yeah. I'm right. constantly surprised how many comics, like, that's there was there in. Yeah. That's so impressive to me. Like, I, I fell into comedy completely on accident. This was oh, not really? something that I was like, that's what I'm going to do with my life. So it's like, but... <laughs> Like but you, you trip and fall into flappers one day and you're oh, like, it actually was at flappers, but the one in Claremont and I got dared. Oh, no way. Yeah. Okay. So I got dared and I was assuming they meant to come back another day to do it. And they did not. They put my name on the list that night. Oh. Yeah. And then How'd that go? it actually went okay. Except for, um, the only thing I was, cause I could hear laughs, but <laughs> The person, the only, like, the Flappers in Claremont, you could only see, like, the first, like, three seats. Oh, yeah. In the stage. That. And only one person was sitting in those first three seats, and he was autistic and made no facial <sighs> movements whatsoever. Right. Um, and, of course, probably he hated it, but I could not break eye contact with him during my entire oh, time yeah. up there. Isn't that funny when you're doing your show? It, there could be everyone laughing, but the one person who isn't, that's who you, like dial in on yeah and i'm like i need to break you you're the one i'm yes. gonna it didn't work um after though he came up and he's like oh you're kind of funny and i was like i'm gonna take it that was a win yeah, like, that's all i need um and then i didn't get back on stage for a couple months because then i was like okay i'm actually gonna write something and try it and so there you go but so you just winged it your first time yeah yeah no it was i i they, and then when i went there the if it was your first time going on stage they had they put you up first whoa so I had like five minutes. Oh, they minutes. do that at the Burbank Flappers too. Yeah, sometimes they do it. Sometimes they don't. Oh, okay. Um, but I know that sometimes they would be like, they would guarantee you go up on your first mic, but it wouldn't necessarily be. That's right. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, I went up, I had like five minutes to think of three minutes worth of, of stuff to say. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's, uh, I don't know if I, I can, I can actually remember some of the jokes. I don't know if I could, if I would ever do them again. Would you, okay, so do you remember the jokes you used in your first set? I do, yeah. Some of them. Could so you recreate the, some of them? The the thing I remember most is I, someone, one of my friends recorded it. I, okay. know, I think it was my mom. I'm just going to say my, my mom recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> She's my friend, too. So yes. one of my friends recorded it. She sounds awesome. Um, and I was wearing, like, a long sleeve shirt, and I kept, like, I had this, like, twitch where I kept rolling my sleeves up, like, constantly. Oh, my gosh. Day. I don't. I was just. I guess I was just nervous or something. So that's all I could focus on watching the video. I think I talked about how like my dad used to 
try to teach me skills from movies after we'd watch them. <laughs> like, he, like we saw the movie 21 in the theaters, and then we got home, and he pulled out a deck of cards and tried to teach me how to count cards. <laughs> something like that. Is, is counting cards in your list of hobbies now? Oh, yeah. Don't take me to Vegas. I'll clean that town up. Now all I want to do is take you to Vegas. Like, you're... No, <laughs> no way. Don't take me to Vegas. I, I'd lose money. I'm terrible. I, I can't gamble. I have anxiety when I gamble. Like, even with other people's money, I'm like, I don't like it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's not my thing. No. no. Okay, so Vegas is not for either of us. Unless I, there's I, comedy. Yes. <laughs> I I like Vegas <laughs> for, like, the roller coasters. <laughs> not the nightclubs or the gambling. I like the M&M store, and I, I like the Coca-Cola store. <laughs> I was just in the Hershey store last time I was there. You did what? I was in the Hershey store last time I was there. Oh, Hershey. That's a good store, too. And they have it. Oh, this is actually my favorite thing that I found out. They have a miniature golf, Twilight Zone. It's Twilight Zone themed miniature golf. And inside of the miniature golf place is a wedding chapel that's sci-fi themed. Stop. Where is this? It's, oh, crap. I have to look it up. But, and then it was funny because the, the, the wedding chapel, they changed back and forth between a rock theme or a sci-fi theme. Uh-huh. And so you could pick it. But when we, I was there with my boyfriend and we were playing golf and then all of a sudden we see like this couple come out and they're taking pictures of them all over the mini golf course because that's romantic. Um, <laughs> and so we like started asking questions and I'm like, I need to see it. And then like, he was like, okay. And you should never go as a couple into a wedding chapel because you get bombarded so fast. But I was like, I don't care. I'm taking pictures. This is amazing. Like, yes. Um, but did not go into a club once. But I was there for mini golf and we did an escape room. And Hershey you had store. A, I'm sure you had a way better experience. I had a blast. Than most. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm such a little kid when it comes to stuff. And I'm like, give me candy and let me play games. And I'm fine. That's all we need. There you go. See? My grandma, my grandma lives in Vegas. She used to work at the MGM for years, and oh, she okay. still lives there. Well, what is, what, yeah, she was a showgirl. Really? <laughs> no. I was like, I tell people. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go meet her so bad. No, that would have been cool. <laughs> no. Um, actually, I went on a road trip back in June, and we stopped in Vegas, and it was so weird, Vegas during COVID, because there's just no one there, and all the gambling people are wearing masks, and they put plastic dividers up everywhere yeah it didn't feel like vegas no it felt like like morongo where all the retired people go <laughs> <laughs> a sad vegas it was a sad, a sad vegas. vegas yes morongo's always going to be a sad vegas in my heart now uh-huh even though i saw engelbert humperdinck there once and i'll cherish that memory forever i okay how what what wh- wh- why <laughs> <laughs> I had like five questions coming out at once and I'm away. Yep. And they all just accumulated in why. Why? <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, I'm a big fan of the dink. Okay. Engelbert Humperdinck. He's a, uh, no, I, my, my mom and my grandma were going and they were just like, do you want to go with us? And I was like, yeah, why not? I'll go to Morongo. Is, is he referred to as the dink? Uh, or did I you just. I don't know. He should be. Or you just coined it. We'll take I it. I Better than the Humper. Is it though? I don't know. That's also in my Tinder bio. There we go. There we go. I don't know why you're not getting swiped right if that's in your Tinder. I don't get her. It's a mystery to me. Wait, do you still? Okay. 
for, I just was thinking about this right now. Do you still have the make you laugh or eat you out in your bio? Oh, God, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> that did not last very long. I think you should have tested that one out longer. You think I should put it back? I'm kind of, I think so. I mean, I think it would be funny or I, or cringy. That seems to It depends be... how you read it. It definitely depends how you read it. Yeah, no, I can see that. All right. I have one last question. Yeah. And that is, what is your end game in comedy? Where do you want to see this take you? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I've thought about it a lot. <laughs> I mean, what comic hasn't? Um, I mean, I see big name people doing like, like Burt Kreischer does these tours where he has a giant bus with his picture on the side mm -hmm. and he just goes to all these cities. That seems like a good time doing theaters all over the country. Um, of course, you know, breaking into like the movies or the t TV game doing comedy movies would be great. Uh, of course, Saturday Night Live. I mean, yeah. who doesn't want to be on that show? So we'll see, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to be happy with any level of success I can achieve with this. Awesome. I think that's where I'm at right now. Perfect. That's an awesome goal to have. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for sitting with me. Thank you, Stephanie, for having me. This was so fun. Of course. All right. Well, bye guys. <laughs> bye everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Luke as much as I enjoyed being a part of it. It was a lot of fun. I can't wait for comedy to start picking up again so I can see him at some shows because he's always so much fun to watch. Also, want to make sure to say thank you to Dave the Prophet for providing me with the music. His beats were provided by Curtis King. As always, I'm Stephanie Michelle. This has been Finding the Funny, and I hope you enjoyed. Mama on the phone, it ain't no check to check No more Honda Civics, baby, time to whip that back Lyrics, beats, in the hooks, I'm a triple threat Glow up on my Jesus peace, now I'm living blessed Looney Ben, BYU, you know we down the ride Try to kill me with this mic, suicide Since I got on man, all I hear is fucking lies More money, more problems, fucking certified Doja Cat, throw it back, David blowing back, blowing up on Super Saiyan, but I'm fucking holding back. Never stop until I put my fucking city on the map. 3 a.m. on Ocean Air, put the pedal to the max. Not fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for bringing it up.